Hello, my name is Stephanie. It's an honor to be here with you today. Thank you for listening. I, I would like to share a bit about why I'm here and what it is that I'm doing. Um, I'm originally from Nebraska, but I grew up in New York City and I moved to France when I was 17 years old. And after that, I've been traveling around. I moved back to New York City and now I live um, where I am now in Ibiza, where I've lived the past four years. I'm trying to begin when my journey uh, begin where where I first remember my um, I would say the most defining moment of uh, of me coming onto this path, and I remember a time when I had an accident and I thought I was going to die. I was probably um, nine years old. Um, I fell off the back of a boat, uh, of our boat, and uh, cut my leg on the motor, on the propeller. And I remember being carried in the arms of my father and uh, seeing a really bright light as I was calling out um, believing I was dying and calling out for Jesus, which is not something, I wasn't particu particularly religious at all. Uh, in fact, I don't know what it is that compelled me to call out, but I remember a very bright light. Um, and uh, at the time, a enveloping uh, presence uh, and a sense of being um, supported and um, uh, lit up, I would say, in this very pe peculiar golden light. From that moment on, I began on, uh, on a journey, I would say, to become, to develop knowledge, to become more connected, and to, to, to learn as much as I could about this presence that I witnessed at that time. I moved to New York City where I didn't feel like I belonged. I was in a completely different, um, I would say, uh, culture that I wasn't used to in Nebraska. And I um, would go downtown to the Jiva Mukti Yoga Studio. This is in the 80s early 80s, and I would listen to talks. And I remember listening to Indian sages and different gurus and different teachers, and they were all talking about this um, unity, this connection, this sense of um, peace that came from within ourselves uh, with yoga and with meditation and with this inner search. Little did I have any idea at the time what that actually meant, but there was something that really compelled me to that. Um, and at the same time, my um, parents had more or less left New York. I was living alone and I had um, a deep, I would say, I didn't even know at the time, but an angst that I would cover up with eating. Then I began my 
um, what would turn into 10 years of bulimia and um, yes, pretty much just eating and making myself um, get well, I would say, or throw up. Um, I had no idea that there was anything wrong with that other than I knew that I had a deep sense of shame after those episodes. When that continued and got worse, uh, I also began modeling at the time and I realized that I couldn't have the two because I wasn't, well, it just wasn't something that was working um, for my physical being because I noticed that I started changing physically when I was doing that. And I think um, I realized that I needed to stop. But then that's when I probably began drinking and doing drugs at the time in New York City, which was very accepted. And I thought that I was just having fun. But it turned out um, to be a little bit more than that. So those went, um, would continue, that would continue when I moved to Paris, where I began modeling full time and began drinking and um, doing drugs on the weekends as often as I could to feel um, that sense of connection and relief. And actually, I would say that I did feel a sense of spirit when I was uh, in these inebriated states, which I understand and I misinterpreted, but they did help me survive, uh, I would say, some years of my life. So I don't necessarily say that they were the worst years. They were actually really beautiful years of understanding more deeper what it was that I, um, who I was and what I liked and what I disliked and what I desired and what I didn't desire. That took, took me to meeting Ama, the hugging saint, um, every year, probably from 95 onwards for about 10 years, I would go to visit Ama. And that first experience with Ama was so um, life-changing because when I was held in her bosom and she put her arms around my body, I felt a deep sense of the Divine Mother. And that was the first time that I felt um, the Divine Mother. I would say I had felt the Divine Father through Jesus, but I hadn't necessarily felt this compassion and this love through a human body to that extent where I began shaking and um, it shook me to the bone, I would say, in it, into a deep realization that something needed to change in my life. And then miraculously on that, in the same moment, I began, I, I met someone who introduced me to uh, psychedelics, who introduced me to um, the psychedelic medicine called ayahuasca, which I didn't know at the time. Um, actually, I went to a Buddhist temple in Paris 
And in that temple, I drank a brew and I um, had no idea what was happening. But now I know that that was a Kundalini awakening. I just felt um, my energetic body completely uh, come online. And it was a very profound shaking and shifting of anything that I knew of as reality. And then I began on my deep um, search again for um, spirit. Um, before that, I had been traveling and trekking in Nepal and Bhutan and India. But this time I decided to go to Peru and do a vision quest, which at the time I didn't know was a vision quest. But we were left, um, we were assigned um, to a tent. There were nine of us, two women and seven men to uh, attend in the Amazonian forest where we spent eight days um, searching for our water and also just eating a cup of rice, very small cup, um, once a day. And at every night we would go to the um, center Maloka and we would drink ayahuasca. And at the time there were no, um, no preparation, no integration. It was just like, drink this, have this experience. And that was probably the first time that I really understood just how much fear uh, I had running in my body, just how frightened I was, because those were probably the worst or the best, you would say, um, trips of my existence. Absolutely horrifying. Yet, I began to go deeper on my search within myself. And uh, when I returned, I um, decided to teach yoga. I decided to start training to be a yoga teacher. This is in the um, late 19, this is 1999, really ages me, year 2000. Um, and at the same time, I was still drinking and doing drugs. Um, not as much, but I would have moments and would go back into the deep grooves of my fear and patterns to escape. And then it got probably worse. I, I would say that I had a nice eight years of spiritual bypassing. And then I had the opportunity of um, meeting Amanda Fielding and having a my first trip with my husband on acid in 2008, uh, which was definitely life-changing. And then I met um, miraculously in my house uh, in New York City, uh, Gabor Mate, who came to my house to um, he came to my house to film an interview for a documentary that my husband was producing called Neurons to Nirvana. Um, and it was the first time that someone really um, truly asked me how I was and what was really going on inside of me. Not through my mind, but he asked me to, to uh, tune into my body. It was the first time that anybody had ever mentioned 
the feelings and emotions and my body. And I began to understand just how much fear I had running in my system at that time. And that fear was, thanks to Gabor's explanation, which was very precise, that I was people-pleasing. That was my way of coping for this deep need for validation and my deep fear of not being good enough and feeling uh, left alone and how much I was running into these patterns and behaviors to kind of numb and the alcohol definitely and drugs as well, by the way. This is when I decided it was time to get sober, which wasn't as easy as I thought. Um, I went to see John of God at that moment. Uh, and as well, I started going on some um, journeys into the forest again in Mexico with Gabor and with Ayahuasca, which turned out to be really very profound. <sighs> It was in it was in those ceremonies and the next day with the integration circles that Gabor was sharing that I began to see that I wasn't alone and that everyone in the group was deeply suffering um, within themselves as well. And the medicine of Ayahuasca and the work of Gabor were a safe container um, to allow for us to express this in the group and to share. Um, and this was really revolutionary at the time, I have to say. Now this is something that we are accustomed to, but at the time, no one except for Gabor and a couple other teachers were speaking about trauma, uh, addiction, and uh, escapism and spiritual bypassing. <laughs> So um, that's when I began to dive. I would say this is around 2013 into studies, uh, how to get sober. Um, I began diving into meditation and Vipassana retreats and just began to notice how much disconnection and trauma I did have in my body. And all of this, you know, you could be told, but until you experience it yourself, you never have uh, the opportunity to really realize and learn for yourself. This is what I realized as well at the time, the importance of experience um, and not just learning. Because I could study as much as I wanted. I had an amazing teacher, Shiva Ray, who I studied thousands of hours with, um, and I was a teacher. But then when she would ask me to stand up in the circle, I would break down and cry. So I wanted to be that person, but I wasn't, I hadn't caught up yet, yet enough within myself to embody it. And this is when I really began to understand what it meant to be embodied. Um, I went to school at the Nalanda Institute in, um, in New York City, um, where I studied the first year on compassion uh, the second year on um, mindfulness, and the third year on embodiment. And it was really interesting to understand that the Buddhist teachings, uh, the, the Buddhist teachings and how they applied to psychotherapy 
and how with the understanding of our brains and how they function, um, that we actually uh, are here and designed to go through this um, awakening, I would say. And that was Dr. Joe Luizzo and Robert Thurman and their teachings and their presence that really created this anchor, I would say for me um, and with this, uh, with Gabor to understand that there are people that have already been through this, that we're here to assist and to mentor. And that was really helpful for me. Um, as well, I began learning to teach meditation and all of the different types of meditation and how to um, also lead in a group and how to um, reflect within myself and to share from my own experience. Not something that I had repeated from someone else because in the beginning, I remember I had to, had to learn line for line all of my scripts uh, in order to teach. And um, with time, I've learned to dive deep within the well of my own wisdom and understanding and speak from that space of embodiment. Um, there comes Presence Embodied in, in 2016. Uh, I created Presence Embodied um, with, um, with a friend of mine, Jasmine, um, and understood that my purpose would begin to emerge and unfold from this work because I recognized the more that I was willing to dive within myself and to touch upon my own truth, which is different from everyone else's truth, the more that I could tap into my um, inner knowingness and beingness and to share from that point. So I would say coming up into the last um, phase of this uh, um, expression, after getting my degree in contemplative psychotherapy and learning to lead mindfulness and all of the different contemplative practices through mindful, and then going through the four years with Compassionate Inquiry, uh, Gabor Mate's program, I began to kind of merge these awarenesses um, together and also, when necessary, adding in um, psychedelics and microdosing um, to kind of open up the mind to do a deeper diving with the therapy um, is when I really um, began to tap deeper and develop more of an opening of my channel into the divine that we could have all of these understandings from our human aspect and to create healing from our adult awareness towards our traumatized selves, wounded selves, shadow, um, but that also calling in the presence of the divine and the more cosmic energies, the more galactic awareness that we are actually multidimensional and have um, a connection to gifts, um, of uh, sensitivities and intuition that come from this divine aspects uh, of ourselves, who we all have. And um, the more that we are willing to dive into the depths of our own challenges and conflicts and struggles and recognizing 
the beliefs that hold us back and honoring um, those parts of ourselves instead of judging them or criticizing them, that that actually opens us up to receive more of this um, divine wisdom and awareness. So this is what I share in groups as well in um, one-to-one work. Um, I love what I do. I receive a lot. I'm always learning and it's been um, a deep dive into self-discovery in order to step up and to share uh, this awareness and this knowledge and uh, this understanding with each of you. So I really thank you for listening. I look forward to this um, adventure together and to see how it unfolds of sharing techniques and meditations and uh, uh, skills and um, contemplations and inquiries um, that I'm experiencing to share them with you. So thank you. And I look forward to getting to know you. Bye-bye.